Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. My, my topic here today, I'll tell you that up front, is the top three content mistakes that I see people making over and over again. Now, explain why I'm talking about that and all that in a moment, uh, but 
Glenn did have it right. My name is Dre Baldwin. I'm a former nine-year pro athlete, author of 29 books, creator of this whole brand and philosophy framework called Work On Your Game that is all about taking the tools, the attributes, and the strategies that I needed to succeed in the sports world and teaching professionals, business people, I mean, non-athletes, how to utilize these tools in at work and in everyday life, specifically in the three areas of strategy, accountability, and execution. Now, we're talking about content here today and the mistakes that people make with content because content is literally, that's the way that I got into the game. I was actually, you know, it's a funny thing that even though I played professional basketball, my whole career was played outside the United States. So most of the basketball players who know me these days, if I go to the mall or something, some ball player recognizes me, it's not because they were watching some game that was taking place in you know, Lithuania or Montenegro on the internet. It's because they saw me on YouTube. That's where, really where many people originally found me because I used to make all these basketball videos on YouTube from 2005 to about 2015. And then at the same time, I started blogging and you know, just writing about my experiences in basketball. Then players started asking me because they found out about my background of how I you know, only played one year high school ball. I played Division three college basketball where I was a walk-on. And I kind of had to have, had to hustle and market and sell my way to even get into professional basketball. So a lot of players start asking me about mindset. Like, how did you stay disciplined and keep you know, working on your game? How did you get the confidence to show up and perform? And when you got that one opportunity to make a team, or how did you stay mentally tough when you kept facing all those setbacks, Dre, and keep trying? So I started talking about these mindset aspects, and that's what led to me writing books and led to you know, all the stuff that I do now, which, again, is mostly dealing with people who don't even play sports and never have. But content is the way that I got in there because I was putting out all this free stuff. I didn't start selling anything, anything that I personally created until about 2009. So I was creating content for free for five years before I ever made an offer to anyone. And the first offer that I made, uh, ironically enough, wasn't because I was brainstorming. It, this was not some big five-year plan. I was creating content. I'm playing basketball. I'm putting this stuff out on YouTube. And those of you who've been around for long enough, you know, between 2005 and 2010, while, yes, there were people selling things on the Internet, you really had to you had to be an insider, and really know some stuff to sell things online back then. I knew absolutely nothing. I was just putting stuff out because it was fun. I was already going to the gym anyway. I had a little camera. So let me just put this out. Let me see if I look as good as I think I look when I'm actually on the basketball court. I started making the content really for me. But back then, between 2005 and 2010, if you were blogging or YouTubing, and that was something that you were giving significant time to, you would know how people looked at us. We were, you were some bum who was living in your mom's basement who needed to go take a shower, put on some clean clothes, and go get a real job. That was what content creators were back then. Right, we weren't even calling them creators. I don't even think we were calling it content, and I don't think we were even calling it social media at that time. There wasn't. It wasn't a streamlined system to make money from doing that. But again, that's how I got started and built a relationship with my audience. And by the time that I started selling things, ironically enough, the idea to sell something came from a commentator on YouTube. And this was not a person who I knew. This was just a random person with no, no, no picture in their avatar. They said, Dre, why don't you just take the workouts that you do every day and put them out so that other players can work out the same way that you work out? Because clearly, you know, what you do works. And I said, okay, but I had to charge money for that. And players said, well, yeah, we'll pay for it as long as it's not too much. I knew I had an audience of 13 to 24-year-olds who were up-and-coming basketball players. They didn't have any money. 
So I started selling $4.99 programs. That's how I initially got in the game, but I sold thousands of those programs simply through using content, YouTube and my blogging to get attention to what I was doing. So content has been a huge part of how I've gotten in the game and still to this day, I still put videos on YouTube all the time. I have probably 8,000 videos published to YouTube. I have a daily masterclass. Some of y'all might call it a podcast. It's a solo show. It has over 2,100 episodes since 2016. I still write every single day. I was just writing this morning before uh, getting on here today. So I still create content uh, prolifically. And I suggest to anyone who's going to build their brand online, you have to be prolific in putting yourself out there. With all that said, what I want to talk about here today are the three biggest content mistakes that I see people making. It's one of the things that I've uh, talked about to my audience, and I've written about this and spoken about it as well, is that there are basically three ways that you can market yourself through the internet, three modalities, and you probably want to use all three. One of them is advertising, which costs money, but it's actually very quick. You can get a lot of attention very fast depending on how much money you're willing to spend. Second one is content. No, excuse me. Second one is uh, collaboration, reaching out to other people who already have an audience or borrowing the audience of others, simply like we do here on Clubhouse every single day. Some people have brought some viewers and listeners, let's say, into this room who otherwise would not know who I am. So I'm borrowing a little bit of your connections and make them possibly my connections. If I'm any good, that takes a little bit more time than advertising. And the third one is content. That one takes the longest time. It's the long tail process, but that content is also 100% under your control. You don't need to know anybody. You don't need to be friends with anybody. You don't have to like, you don't need to have to like people. If you create enough content, you can build an audience. Again, you just have to understand it's a long-term strategy. So what we're talking about here is that third one, that long-term strategy of creating content, building a relationship with your audience so that ideally on the back end, hopefully they'll like you enough that they'll be willing to invest more than just their time and attention that you maybe invest some money so that you can do business. So the three biggest mistakes people are making. Number one, inconsistency. Number one content mistake that anyone makes is being inconsistent and you can swap out the word content here and we could put this in for damn near anything number one mistake you make in your relationship inconsistency number one mistake you're making in business inconsistency number one mistake you make in your fitness being inconsistent number one mistake when it comes to how you're eating being inconsistent inconsistency is it could be the number one mistake that any of us make in damn near anything that we do well, let's talk content consistency serves you when you're creating content, because first of all, you will get used to coming up with ideas. Because if you're going to put yourself out there to the world these days, especially the way that things are, are now, you have to, first of all, you got to kind of, there has to be a little bit of foreplay, let's say, between you and your audience before you ask them to make any kind of commitment, before you ask them to, even before you ask them to give an email address or a phone number or an address, it has to be some kind of foreplay of you letting them know, here's who I am, here's what I'm offering, here's why it's valuable. Now we can go to the next step. So being consistent and putting yourself out there, first of all, allows people to get comfortable with you because they see you on a consistent basis. And then if they're actually consuming what you're putting out, they can actually start liking it and say, okay, I actually like this girl. I actually like this guy. I'm actually paying attention to what they're saying. So then when it's time for you to ask for something, this, the skids are already greased up. And they're already ready to say yes. It's kind of like you had me at hello. You had me at publish. 
if you're consistently publishing. So you get good at coming up with ideas when you are being consistent. So if you say, I'm going to write a new article every single day, then that means you have to come up with an idea for an article every single day. So you get used to doing that. You build that habit, you build that muscle, and you get better at putting your word out there. It also serves your audience because now, of course, they get to know that you exist. They get to decide if they like you or if they don't like you. And if they don't like you, that's fine, but they'll get to decide pretty quickly about it so you can get them out of there and bring the new people in there. And every time that you publish an article or a video or an episode of your show, you are drawing the people who are buying in further into their relationship with you. So you're deepening that relationship every time you ask them for a little bit of their attention, a little bit of their time, and they comply by giving it to you. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. The more time people spend with you, whether that's through listening, watching, or reading, or a combination of all three, the more time they spend with you, usually the more money they're going to be willing to invest, the deeper they will buy into you, and the longer they're going to stick around with you. So any of you who's ever had the challenge of or the question of how long should my videos on YouTube be or how, how much time should I speak when I go up on Clubhouse or how long should my articles be or how, much, how long should my emails be? I don't want it to be too long because people won't watch it or won't listen or won't read. Oh, that's garbage. The point for you is, first of all, the sim simple uh, barometer is your content should be as long or as short as it needs to be given how much value or how much game or how much substance you have to give to your audience. So if you have five minutes of value, make a five minute video. If you have 45 minutes of value, writing an article is going to take somebody 45 minutes to read. If it's good, they will sit there and read. And the people who won't sit and read your 45 minute article, they are probably not going to buy from you anyway. So even me, sometimes I write these long, any of you ever follow me on Instagram, I write these long captions oftentimes in my Instagram posts. Why is this? Well, Glenn told you I've written 29 books. I'm a writer. So if you come into my world, I'm probably going to sell you a book. If you won't read an Instagram caption, you ain't reading a book. So if you're not going to read that, I don't care. You're probably not somebody I'm going to engage with anyway. So your content should, first of all, should base around something that people are going to get when they get to the next step, the next step, and the next step with you. And it should be as long or as short as it needs to be given who you're giving it to. That's kind of a side note here. We're talking about being consistent. So being consistent allows people to decide, first of all, find you, then decide whether they like you or not, and then go deeper with you. So if your consistency is once per week, then be consistent in once per week. If it's every day, be consistent every single day. I would suggest that you do a little bit more than once per week, though. If someone's asking for a number here, I would say at least three times a week, you should be putting something out in whatever space you're comfortable with, whether it's video, audio, written, if you like all three. You have to be consistent enough and frequent enough that people don't forget that you exist. I know some people, some people who I have worked with, that I want to work with more when they're ready, who are putting out material, but they're not putting it out often enough. This is one, their inconsistency, like they're consistent, but they're not frequent enough. Is actually the better way of saying it. They write an email, I get an email from them once per week, and I'm like, all right, between 
this Monday and next Monday when I when I got your last email or your next email, I'm gonna forget that you existed. I forgot what you even said. I forget what you're about. Now I had to get reacquainted all over again. You gotta be a little bit more frequent than that so that people don't forget that you're there. It's kind of like when you first start you know, dating somebody, you can't call them once a week. You gotta be around a little bit more so that they remember you. Then maybe once the once the, the relationship's warmed up a bit, then maybe you can you can fall back a little bit. But anyway, let's move on to point number two. Topic again today is the top three content mistakes that people are making. Number two, and this is probably the biggest one these days, once someone has the consistency part down, all right, whatever you're going to talk about, you figured it out, you're talking about it, you're putting out your content, you're publishing, you're recording, you're writing, you're emailing. Is this second one? Your material, though it is consistent, it is timid, bland, and boring. This is the death knell of creating content, even when you got the consistency part down. You're just not saying anything. You are not capturing anyone's attention. You're not keeping anyone's attention. You are not saying anything that can't be said by somebody else. I could just take everything that you just said, copy, paste it, say it the same. I could say the same thing that you just said. Nobody would even know that I copied it from you. That is a mistake when it comes to creating content. What makes content bland and boring is when you're saying the same stuff that everyone else is saying or someone else in your space is saying and nobody could tell the difference. If you took something that I wrote and you copied it and then you pasted it in your post or in your caption or in your book, somebody who's ever read my work would read it and say, no, that's Dre. Dre wrote that. And your material should be the exact same way. There should be a voice, a unique voice to how you put your stuff out. Even if it was audio, we transcribed your audio and somebody read it, they should know that that's said by a specific person. And it should be like that all the time. You don't ever want to be a, a, a person who someone else can just say, well, everything that you said, I can say as well, because at that point you become a commodity. And when you're a commodity, it becomes a race to the bottom, meaning I could choose you, 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 or you, then I don't need to choose any one of you. Now I'm just going to pick the one that's cheapest and easiest to get to. And you don't want to, you don't want to win in business trying to be the cheapest and the easiest to get to. You become basically Walmart. You can only be one Walmart. So when I can't see what your position is or what perspective you're offering that makes me see you, then you're timid, bland, and boring. In other words, you are forgettable. And this is this happens with a lot of people in content, especially in the world that we're in today, where people are being uh, canceled, fired, attacked, uh, otherwise ostracized for offering the wrong opinion, telling the wrong joke, offending the wrong person. And what has happened is it's made more people afraid to say anything that could possibly be looked at in that way, that could possibly be provocative. But at the same time, it's created a wide open opportunity. And I, I tell people in my audience all the time, the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, is always in the opposites. So whatever you see everybody running away from, the opportunity isn't going towards it. Everyone's afraid of saying something, quote unquote something, because they don't want to offend anybody. And the opportunity is, is in saying something that might offend somebody. And here's why you want to do that. Not because you're trying to be you know, Howard Stern or uh, Dave Chappelle. You're, you're not trying to be a shock jock type of individual. The point is, if you say something that you actually believe and that you're willing to stand on and some people are offended by it, understand there are going to be some people who notice, noticing 
that there are some offended. There are some people who are going to say, you know what? I actually agree with that. I'm glad that somebody finally said it. I'm glad that somebody's speaking up about that. I'm not going to speak up about it, but I'm glad that this person, being you, spoke up about it. That person's going to buy more into you. That person's going to go deeper into your world. And that person who's gone deeper into your world, because they were willing, because you were willing to say something that everyone knows is quote unquote controversial, but you were willing to say it, they're going to go deeper in with you and they're going to be the person who's willing to buy from you. You see, you don't need everybody in the world in your audience. You just need the right people in your audience. And the way that you separate the, the browsers from the buyers in your audience, the people skimming the surface from the people who want to dive deep, is you got to say something. Saying something means take some topic where people are afraid to say anything, and you tell people what you really think. Tell people what you really feel. One thing I know about human beings is that we all have opinions, is that some of us are willing to share them more than others are. But if you want people to go deep with you, you got to say some things that might push some people out because every person you push out, you're going to pull a new person in. So when you're trying to play it too safe, don't want to offend anybody, you don't want to be quote unquote wrong, uh, you haven't found your voice yet. Or you're mistakenly not using it. When you say something that isn't already being said, when you talk how you actually want to talk, that's when you find your unique angle. And once you find your unique angle, it becomes very easy to be consistent. So these points play off of one another. The better you know your voice, the better you know your angle, and the more willing you are to say something that other people might not want to say or might not even want to hear, the easier it'll be for you to come up with content because now all the opportunity is wide open to you. When you're muffling yourself and muzzling yourself and censoring yourself from saying certain things, it becomes really hard to be consistent because all the stuff you want to say, you won't say. You're kind of holding yourself back. But if you want to get into this thought leadership space, I mean, you think about it, the, the Title is called being a thought leader, meaning you are leading with the way that you think. So if you are only saying things that everybody else is saying or only doing things that are safe, then you are literally not a thought leader. You are actually a thought follower. I didn't know there was an industry for that. And I don't know if too many people can get paid being a thought follower. But being a thought leader means you step up and you speak up and you say the thing that maybe nobody else wanted to say. Maybe you don't even want to say. Uh, this guy I read named James Altucher, I remember reading him say once that anytime I hit publish, if I don't feel nervous about what I'm about to put out there, then I probably didn't say anything. I'm not saying you have to be like that every time, but it's a, actually a pretty damn good litmus test. So at the same time that you're saying things, be more frequent, even than you think you should be. I'd rather somebody get mad at me for emailing them too much or publishing too often than they forget about me because I haven't been in their face enough. Nobody unsubscribes from the things that they like. They only unsubscribe from the things they forgot about or the things that they don't like. And third point, and hopefully we have a minute here for a commentary. Third point, the topic again is three content mistakes that you are making is you are expecting just because you publish content that you're going to make money. You want your content to make you money. The purpose of putting out content even on a platform, whether it's your own platform or social media, is not to make money. It's first to create awareness and to build the relationship with your audience. It's kind of like going to a networking event and shaking hands. Every time you publish new content, you're shaking hands with new people and exchanging contact information. That's what creating content is for. When people are aware of you, now they have the opportunity to come into your world and then they can see what you offer, your courses, your books, your coaching, etc. And then you do your selling thing from there. But first, they have to know that you exist. If they don't know that you exist, i.e. through your content, 
then you can't sell anything. You can't sell something to somebody who doesn't know you're there. So content is basically your sandbox where you can try out new ideas, see what works, see what doesn't, see what people are really responding to. And that can give you the idea and plant the seed in your mind. Okay, you know what? Maybe I can go deeper on this one. How many people here? Maybe there's some people in this room and maybe some of you have heard of people who wrote an article. The article did so good that they ended up getting a book deal based on the article. Then they just expanded the article into a book. So the content is the breeding ground for the thing that you're going to sell, whatever it's going to be. So the products are what make you money. The content is going to get people's attention so that you can tell them about the products. Content makes them know you. Then you take the steps to get them noticing your offers with a whole other set of abilities. So with about three minutes left here, let me recap my points. And I'm going to open up the floor, see if anyone has any uh, questions or comments they want to add to this title. Topic is top three content mistakes you are making. Number one, you are inconsistent. Be more consistent, I would say, at minimum, three times a week, you need to be in front of your audience or your potential audience so that they know that you exist. Don't let them forget that you're there. People will rather die from your content, will die from starvation more than will die from indigestion. Number two, you are timid, bland, and boring. You are not saying anything. You are not saying anything different than anyone else in your space. If you disappeared, nobody would notice that you were gone. Somebody else could copy and paste anything you said, and nobody would know that they copied it from you. That means you're not saying anything. That's what you're doing. You are in the way. Either start saying something or get the hell out of the way. And number three, you want your content to make you money. That's not the purpose of content. The purpose of content is draw awareness to you. Then you can tell them about your product, services, offerings, and all other great goodies that you have. So if anyone would like to speak up, if we could uh, just limit your comments to, let's say, about 30, 60 seconds. So maybe we can get a couple in before 630. Go ahead. Mic's open. This is Ramon Ray, Dre. I just wanted to say you can't market to people unless they know who you are. That was powerful, and Dre, your shares are always, always amazing. That was about 15 seconds. Thank you. I just want to interrupt and say hi. I'm (laughs) Nicola, Marisha, whatever, but you can't. No one will know you if you don't speak out like this. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Y'all both faster than I even needed. Uh, Who else wants to speak up? Hi, good morning. This is Rising, Dr. Walner. I am so impressed with your presentation. Thank you so much. Lots of things to think about today. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. It's Lizzie. I have a question. I really appreciate your presentation. And as you said, you know, when you are a thought leader, you're going to have, um, uh, you know, diver uh, opinion about what you share. Now my question is, when that arrives, what do you do? Do you ignore them or do you need to address and justify your thoughts? Thank you. Somebody disagrees with you? Is that, is that your question? Correct, yes. And unless she speaks back up. Yes, yes, yes. that was her question. I said yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Can I right. me? Yes, I think okay. yes. yes. All right, so the question is, if someone disagrees with you, how do you deal with it? And quickly, I'll answer this. That is, when someone disagrees with me, that's kind of like a kid in the candy store. I love it when somebody disagrees with me openly. And the more reason they give me for their disagreement, that the more uh, basically soil they're giving me to plant more seeds for more content. So I love it because it allows me to justify why I said what I said. And it allows me to go further on that point. And that usually, that response to the response is usually what gets people to go deeper into my world when they say, go ahead. Dre, I'm so glad you stood on that because they have had the same thought and they're wondering if they say it, then damn, oh, how am I going to respond to it? And then when they hear me respond, they say, Dre, you took the words right out of my mouth, the thoughts right out of my head. So it is perfect opportunity. 
So absolutely, 100%. I love it when somebody disagrees with me publicly because then I can use it. So thank you for that question. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.